Serving God, the secret to my elevation. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 to 26. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast thee a young, nor be barring in thy land. He said, the number of thy days I will fulfill. I will send my fear before thee, and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before thee. So we are told by scripture that God is saying when you serve the Lord, he assumes the responsibility to number one, bless your bread. Number two, bless your water. Why? Because when the bread is not blessed, you can eat the thing and it will give you sickness. There are people whose bread are not blessed. And at the time they must eat the bread, they work for a bread that they must eat like a loaf of bread, but they eat the bread of ants. In Ghana, something happened recently with our financial institutions about two years ago, or last year, two years, three years ago. And a lot of guys had started getting money. They were, most of them were in the financial sector. They were buying houses, building buildings. They were chasing girls. They were partying, misbehaving because they were the big boys in the city. But that bread was not a sustainable bread. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Somebody came in, one policy, it messed everybody up. And then they came out with a very interesting policy that you must be able to show up your uh, capital for the business to a certain level, whether it's insurance, finance, or banking and then they said that there are certain external monies you can't bring it in so a lot of them did not get it their bread they lost it overnight when god says i will bless your bread what he's saying is what i commit into your hands i will take the responsibility to preserve it somebody say preserve it so when god says i'll bless your bread that's what he means when he says i will bless your water what he's saying is the things you put into your body the liquids because sometimes you can drink some things and your blood pressure can go up your sugar level can go up so some people say don't eat before you drink water drink water before you eat don't be drinking water intermittently it will cause poison god says i will bless your water so when we come to the lord and we are serving him we need to recognize the place of God in our lives. Proverbs chapter 3 verse number 35. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotions of fools. You know, the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. What it means is that when I decide to honor God and that my reverence for God causes me to make right decisions and right choices. The Bible says it is the beginning of wisdom what does it mean it means i am wise when i make decisions based on what will please god and not my feelings because all of us will come to the point where we would want to do things that will favor us you know sometimes you can be tempted though and temptations are in degrees i baptized a guy a young guy i baptized him he was a business guy you go to certain places you drink certain things you party among certain classes and you get certain things but then he became saved and all of a sudden he lost everything because he wouldn't do the certain things that triggers those blessings he went through difficult season when he became saved because serving god is not comfortable anybody who tells you that serving god is easy is lying to you when you serve god everything you believe in shall be tested serving god is not easy 
especially when you want to live right when it comes to serving god god says i'll bless your food and your water i will take sickness away from you my mother is 72 years old and yet she's strong and healthy see how beautiful she is when you serve god he says i'll bless your food i'll bless your water i'll take sickness away from the midst of thee why because god will first find out whether you truly believe him child of god what am i saying i came to tell you that we have examples all around us that when people honor god sometimes at the beginning it's not all glorious but in the end god will honor his name in your life because you have come to trust him so matthew chapter 7 verse 24 say therefore whoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them I will like him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sun and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it matthew 7 24 to 27 the storm will come but it's your foundation on god's word serving god guarantees a turn around in your business when i commit to god he brings exaltation to me psalm 89 verse 23 to 24 he says now beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him go to the best verse number 21st let's come down i have found david my servant with my holy oil have i anointed him will god find you faithful can god find you and say i will not compromise on my values as a christian this is my faith i have dared to believe god and come what may i am willing to live with the consequences when you serve god brothers and sisters he says with whom my hand shall be established my arm also shall strengthen him but remember that david did not just move from being anointed into becoming a king the guy who killed goliath whom saul was the one who called that he should be brought to the house guess what Saul began to hate him and was willing to kill him but you see for every opposition that you encounter god will release good people who will love you see the lord said something to me there are more people for you than those who are against you the truth is that the the enemy's voice is loud there are not many there is just louder but god's voice is 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 not loud but makes great impact there are times where we all believe god for things and we are so sure this month it will happen and then the month comes and it doesn't happen and sometimes you begin to wonder god are you with me or you are against me look at what god says to david says the enemy shall not exact upon him in other words whatever the enemy plans against him because david is my servant the one who is serving me whatever plan of the enemy when they calculate when they project when they set the trap he says he will not exact his will against him in other words what the enemy wants the exact opposite will happen because it will not happen says the enemy shall not exact upon him nor the son of wickedness afflict him so when the enemy projects affliction or or the son of wickedness feels he has an advantage an upper hand god says it will not prevail now what then will prevail next verse says i will beat down his foes from his face 
I am not the one who fights my foes. Foes are those people who are around you. They could be family members. They are so close. They are those people who are, have come into your circle and have had some leverage and wants to use their leverage against you. They want to use their access to you to mess you up. God said, those people, I will beat them before your feet. When you move, boom. I will beat them before your, your, your face. He said, and I will plague them the ayah. When he got to those who hate you, he says, a plague will come on them. A plague. In other words, it will be one problem after the other. One issue after the other. In their life, I will do it for, for, for you. Look at the next verse. He says, but my faithfulness, my wall. Why does God put this there? Because he wants you to know that when the affliction come, when the force come against you, when, when, when the son of wickedness is, is trying to mess you up, he says, I am faithful to you. Not somebody's faithfulness. Oh, my faithfulness. And my mercy. So even if you messed up, the scripture says, put it on the screen, even the lawful captive shall be delivered. But God is saying, even if you were caught red-handed, shall the prey be taken from the mighty? Or the lawful captive delivered. He says, Yeah. Say, but that says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contend with thee, and I will save thy children. So, what is God saying? When you are caught red handed, mercy will save you. Because you serve me. It doesn't give you a license to go and misbehave. God is saying if by mistake you misbehaved and you fell into a ditch. My mercy. Serving God has insurance policies. And the insurance policy is a scripture I put on the screen. Job chapter 13 verse 15. Though he slays me yet will I trust him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. It's Job who is speaking. That even if the, even if God messes me up, even though the enemy is telling me that, it, 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 look at you, you say you are serving God, but the enemy is messing you up. He says, though he slays me. In other words, even if the affliction is coming from God, he says, I will maintain my cause. Though he slays me, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain my own ways before him sometimes in serving god when we go through difficulties we want to walk away from god we, a lot of us our, our, even our commitment to church is affected our giving is affected if you commit to give god 20 percent of your salary as time when you go through difficulties you don't reduce it to 10 because you told god you are a covenant with him on 20 not 10. in fact in affliction you must increase your sacrifice in affliction Job said, I will maintain my own ways before him. Job chapter 14, verse 14. Say, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. It is Job who is speaking. I will be committed to my part. Because when I am committed to my part, God is committed to his. Job chapter 1, verse 3. He said, his substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels. 500 yoke of oxen, 500 sheasses, and very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. The man was a servant of God. Look at how rich he was. Then he lost everything. But yet when he lost everything, the scripture I read, he says, all my days I'll wait until my change comes. He says, I'll still maintain my ways, though he afflict me. So when you go through difficulties and things are not 
not working. Listen to me, you maintain your way because God gives us scriptural examples of what people went through and because they maintained their course, he brought them out of it. David said, we went through the fire and through the waters. He said, you allow our enemies to trample over our heads. We went through the fire and through the waters, but you have brought us into a worthy place. We, you, you allowed our enemies to trample over our heads. They just spoke anyhow. They brought shame to us. We went through fire and we went through water, but you have brought us into a worthy place. So in spite of Job's challenges, he still served God. He did not disconnect from God. John chapter 4 verse 34. Jesus said unto them, My need is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish it. Child of God. What is your assignment? Your assignment is to do God's will. And to finish it. In other words, whatever God says do, focus on that one and do. Have a baby. Focus and do. Have no baby. Focus and do. I've been promoted. Focus and do God's will. I've not been yet been promoted. Focus and do. I have a marriage. Focus and do. I have no marriage. Focus and do. I have children. Do you do your part? Leave the rest to God. God has a way of solving the difficulties of your life. Yours is to focus on Him. An age notwithstanding. John 15, verse 16. He said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whosoever ye shall whatsoever ye shall ask of my of the Father in my name, He will give it to you. God calls us for a fruitful living. And all He asks us is save me. James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the one one who perseveres under trials because having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life that the lord has promised to those who love him nlt god blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation afterward they will receive the crown of life that god has promised to those who love him so loving god will bring you temptations and trials james chapter 2 verse 5 Say, listen, my dear brothers. I'm reading the English Standard Version of the Bible. How can my beloved brethren, has not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which He had promised to them that love Him? Yes, is it? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith? And to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him. When you go through difficulties, people will say, poor you. It could be marriage, it could be childbirth. But God says, I allow that so that your faith will grow in me. Child of God, temptations is to help you grow your faith. You say, Pastor, but why is it that only me I keep going through temptations but nothing? It's because you have not learned from it. A lot of us, we are waiting for people to help us. As long as you wait for people to help you, you are called a victim of life. And victims don't become victors. Psalm 145 verse 20. The Lord keeps all who love him. But all the wicked he will destroy. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 3. Things to remember. But if anyone loves God, he is known by him. Psalm 91 verse 14. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. When you love God, serving God means loving God, choosing God above all else. He says, when you love God, God is saying, Psalm 91 verse 14, because he has loved me, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will not just deliver you, he will also set you on high. You'll be better. You will not be better, you'll be better. If somebody has wronged you, God says, forgive. 
when you forgive the person god says because you forgave because you knew my name because you love me and you have listened to me god said i will set you on high exodus 20 verse 5 and 6 thou shalt not burden thyself to them nor serve them for the lord thy god i am a jealous god visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandment sir the time has come you you just keep god's commandment he will show you mercy mercy means the things that judgment is saying you don't deserve mercy says you can have where judgment is saying no to you mercy will say mm, you qualify see mercy is saying this you there's not yet time but mercy will say no i think i like it even even her hairstyle crown is the best for me i'm receiving some inspiration mercy is the extension of the loving kindness of god towards a people who have no strength to deliver victory unto themselves what it means is that when god says i'll show you mercy one you don't have the right words to speak you don't qualify for it you don't have the right posture the right connections the right relationships the right leverage in fact when you stand before me you have no right god says i extend my loving kindness you see when you love somebody you love the person mercy is that god will put a love of you in somebody even when you think you are disadvantaged by your positioning sometimes you may think you are disadvantaged because of the family background you are coming from sometimes you may think that you are you don't you don't qualify you don't have the leverage based on your positioning or your placement but when god extends mercy towards you what he's actually doing is that he's extending his loving kindness to you even in a place where you think you are disadvantaged to deliver victory to you that in the end you say it can only be god serving god there's a place called mercy and a lot of them we don't focus on it when mercy speaks for you the things that others are looking for that they are not getting god himself will walk to you and give you so when he says i have found david my servant abba god went looking for him david was serving god god was looking for him when he found he said i have found him may god find you the day god will find you automatically you will move from being a millionaire to become a billionaire and you don't need a lot of work papa one opportunity can change your fortunes forever but can god find you faithful even the one he's been giving you you are not faithful with it god is just working then he'll pause and focus on you and put a blessing on you that is mercy it's when god pauses in his track and finds you like zacchaeus and jesus i said this day i have denied your house let me ask you a question was jesus going to zacchaeus's house but the moment he found him he paused everybody says the guy is a cheat jesus went to his house that is mercy when god says i will extend mercy unto you it is not because you qualify but because he paused and took notice of you i pray that this year god will pause and take notice of you deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 know therefore that the lord thy god he is god the faithful god which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations and repay them that hate him to their face to destroy them he will not be slack to him that hated him he will repay him to his face 
First Peter chapter 4, verse 10. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So Peter says, everybody has been given a gift of life. Let your gift be a blessing to somebody else's life. Because God has too much grace for you. Don't limit it to the little you have received. When we serve, God commits his integrity to honor us. So he says, cast not your confidence which has great recompense of reward. He said, for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, you will obtain the promise. God has a promise and God's promise is for you. And he says, all that have written in my word, live it. Get to know God's word. He says, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In other words, recognize his place in your life and he would direct your path. It may not be all rosy. Look at how long it took for us to have a child. Long. But you know, our testimony has given a lot of people hope and children. Could it be that your testimony is supposed to lift people within your level? So when you go through difficulties, it says count it all joy. Being a Christian comes with challenges, but count it all joy. So if you've even gone through a divorce, count it joy. Divorce is not the end of your life. People can hate you not because you've done something wrong. Somebody can hate your car not because you didn't pray enough. You can go through difficulties not because you didn't do any right. Life happens. But in all things, he says, count it all joy. So I want you to pray that your faith in God will not be affected because of difficulty. That your, 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 your service to God will not, be afflict, will not be affected because you go through affliction. Close your eyes, everybody pray. Prepare hearts to serve in our various capacities to serve you. To make a commitment to be fully devoted followers of you. We are committed to you. Help us to serve you. Help us. We prayed. But it did not happen. God says count it all joy. You trusted God. It did not happen. God says count it all joy. Spirit of the living God. We have come to you. We have come that you would fill our lives. You fill our lives. You bless our house. Bless this house. Bless your children. Give us a committed heart to serve you. May we understand that our elevation comes in serving you. In living after you, in serving you, and being committed to you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless your name. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen.